Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Listen up, Slapnuts. This is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling, and you're listening to In the Room Radio. On In the Room, the VOC Nation Radio Network, Wrestling Network, com, and of course on your favorite podcast providers as well. I'm Brady Hicks. I've got with me once again the lovely Kathy Fitz on this cold, dank night. Is dank an okay word? I think it's okay. Dank, yeah. I've definitely described people as dank at different points. What's going on, Brady? <laughs> How are you feeling tonight? Feeling good. Turn that down a little more. Six, good. Six months good. of I, I need to, 
Oh, getting close. Getting close. Oh, thank God. Uh, I got um, seven months and three days until I retire from uh, bachelorhood. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the truth is I retired a long time ago. So. Uh, <laughs> we've also got uh, movie star and, uh, well, star of television and film and uh, wrestler and entertainer and, and all that great stuff. We have the one and only Maestro. How you doing, sir? Ah, great to be here with you guys. Uh, happy to be here. And gosh, the Cowboys are taking over, man. Less, less than Adam Page. The Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> you scared me. I thought the NFL, they did something in the NFL. I was like, no. No. Well, uh, I, I wish I could say the same about the NFL for the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got NFL news, but we'll hold off on that because we okay. also have a, a, a legend in uh, professional wrestling, uh, certainly out of the New England scene, uh, somebody that we all know and love. Uh, Patrick the Hack Hackett. What's going on, sir? Brady, by God, Higgs, man, it's Tuesday night. There's no place in the world I'd rather be. The out-of-office is up. I am off for two days. I'm drinking. I'm going to see AEW tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Have you oh, been You've been oh, right. to AEW, right? Nope. No. Wow. Okay. I've never – I've seen 45 minutes of the product total. I wow. watched uh, Punk, Punk's Return. Okay. That was really it. Yeah. Wow. You'll, well, you'll, you'll learn – yeah. As as it goes on, your television watching time is quite precious. So you want to squeeze in those things that you really want. You know, Chucky's in full swing. The 49ers were on a playoff run, and you know, watching wrestling just wasn't. And I keep up with everything, but and everybody's great. You know, you can see the gist of it in five minutes on most of their oh. YouTube shows. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's totally the situation and the internet coverage is great as well i'm lucky enough because i work from home and my boss even knows this like everybody watches like something in the background oh yeah. um, so i i sit and i watch wrestling all day you know today i finished up the impact pay-per-view and i watched raw that was Which what i did while i worked really good show the impact pay-per-view it was really good i i enjoyed it yeah. a lot uh, i obviously they set the stage for like the ring of honor people to kind of continue to have a presence uh, you know, and they turned Eddie Edwards so that he joined the Ring of Honor crew, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, because, you know, there's a long history there. And, uh, you know, one of the guys on that show, uh, you know, from the invading, um, what is it, Honor No More, I think they call themselves. Something. I think, like yeah, that. I think that's it. Okay. Think, so yeah. PC, PCO is a founding member of that group. And uh, we actually, here's my transition. Uh, tonight we're going to have his former partner on the show. He is a WWE Intercontinental and a tag team champion. I don't believe – he might have won the belts in WCW. I don't remember offhand. Um, not positive about that, but I feel like they might have briefly. Um, but, yeah, Jacques Rougeau, the Mountie. Kathy, you remember when he got arrested after fighting the big boss man? And they're, like, trying yeah. to fingerprint him, and he's like – you want the finger? I'll give you the finger. And he goes like that. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. I told him, oh, like, I, I said, I because I used to watch it with my dad. And, like, that was something that made my dad pop when I said, I'm going to have the Mountie on the show, you know. I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. So, anyway, the Mountie's going to be on the show tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll run the interview in the uh, second hour. It was pre-taped, so. 
Um, yeah, so we'll do that after the commercial break. That way uh, we can kind of jump in with the full discussion. I also want to give out the number tonight, of course, 914-338-1885. That's 1885. And that is how you get in touch with us here tonight. Right now, uh, actually pull back the curtain a little, uh, there are actually no callers in the queue. So if you want to call in, it's a great time to get right on the air, 914-338-1885. Uh, yeah, so we got that. And um, we had the uh, the Blood Money show this weekend as well in WWE, the, the Saudi Arabia thing. Actually, I... I thought it was really cool, and maybe I'm just being like a flipping idiot, but like I thought it was really cool that they had like four women's matches on that show. Because like when it started, I remember them saying that there was a good chance they wouldn't have any. And uh, they were good. I would say that like the women were probably the most popular thing on the show. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're I not seeing the. Lita yeah, was a Lita. whole lot there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was thinking that's kind of where my thoughts for talking about, well, that and what Papa Stro did on Retro is that was such a dream match right there, Lita versus Becky Lynch. And, um, you know, I'm a very principled person. I won't ever watch any of those shows. Um, but, well, good, you for know, you. We're, good for you. We're running out of dream matches. Like, there's so few left. Yeah. What do we need? And those, there's some that are just unrealistic. Like, I really wanted Sting and Taker. That's what I really wanted. A lot of people did. And that was so close. That's a shame. I know. It's a um, buckle yeah. bomb away, it feels like. Yeah. Although once The Undertaker goes in the Hall of Fame, he could go to AEW as the mortician. And then, you know, <laughs> they'd be able to do it then, maybe. Um, yeah, that's, I, I think that's a dream match for a lot of people because they were kind of positioned yeah. in the two companies kind of the same way for most of their careers, so yep. um, for sure. The one for me, and I kind of brought it up with Stroh, and it's another one, I, I think the uh, the horse is out of the barn and it's probably not coming back, was uh, Hulk Hogan, my one of my heroes from the 80s, against the anti-hero from the 90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know? That would have been incredible. Never got they it. You never had that? They had it. They, they clashed once in Raw. On, and like a yeah. six-man tag match, and that was it. And they barely even touched. That's Never insane. happened. Yeah, I, that's to me, really that's insane. like, you know, they did The Rock. They had a big one with yeah. The Rock at WrestleMania. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, the, you the know? turn in the middle of the match, just mm-hmm. by feeling the energy of the crowd. That's the stuff that's missing, man. That's yep. like we're all this predetermined. We're booked out until WrestleMania, this, this, and this is going to happen. You don't let the fans have any say. And I'm not right. talking about, like, going on the Internet and bitching and complaining. Like, people do that. But the fans, their reactions, we want authentic reactions. That's why... You know, when we were raging in the very beginning of this thing, when, like, WWE got the idea, oh, we can just pump in whatever responses and chants that we want. I'm like, oh, this does not bode well for the future. Yeah, for sure. Stro, Kathy, uh, you, you guys have a dream match that kind of came to mind? Obviously, Stro, you just did a whole show on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I want yeah, to see now. Yeah. I want to see the Mountie take on Bret Hart again so he can beat him again for the title. <laughs> that, that, that is one of my favorite matches, man. That whole run with, uh, like, the taser and the shockproof. And, yep. Oh, man. And this was such – like, that Roddy Piper was still in the Intercontinental picture during that time, I think. Yep, yep. Yeah, he beat the Mountie for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and, uh, and apparently the shockproof thing, and that's another thing that my dad brought up, which is really funny because, like, I don't really think he pays that much attention, but, you know, I talked about having the Mountie on, and he's like, oh, yeah, ask him about the shockproof vest. Like, my dad remembered that, you know, and that was pretty cool. Uh, That was the Mountie's idea, apparently. You know, like, TCO versus the Mountie, I don't know if Jacques has anything left in the tank, but some (laughs) some indie somewhere with big pockets, let's make that happen. Kathy, I I didn't mean to cut you off, Kathy, but I I, I even said to Jacques during the interview, I was like, you know, between you and PCO, I don't know what they're putting in the water up there, uh, but they both look amazing. (laughs) They're like... Routine. Jock is in his 60s. Yeah. Yeah. He he looks like, I can't believe he still works the way he does. He, it's amazing. And he's jacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was it's just showing cool. um, in Williamstown on Saturday, Thursday night. Okay. And. Yeah, he's getting out there a lot, it, so. It was like, you know, I'm sitting there looking at him like, Wait a second. I remember, you know, years ago when he was the pirate or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. That is, that's the and one. And he looks like a totally different person. Totally reinvented himself. It's cool. It's that cool. That brings me back to, like, what Bob Evans was talking about, man. Like, talking to him, I feel like I had that conversation a decade too late. Seriously, like, he... He left me feeling pretty crappy about myself. Yeah. And like how we yeah. how we market the show and all the stuff that we do. Yeah. But. Well, I was just like, I, I could have <laughs> done more. I was always like, I'm not going to make it big, so I'll just work for these companies and I'll be their guy. Right. And I was like, I didn't want to travel. What I, did. I always thought that, you know, well, it's going to cost more to get there. So, you know, uh, I still I got the great times. You know, I worked with so many amazing people. Uh, but, man, oh. There was a time, yeah, for sure. Like, there was a time probably 11 or 12 years ago. It was uh, when WrestleMania was up in New York with The Rock and Cena, um, where I had an opportunity, and I thought it was going to happen. I really did. Like, I I was all prepared with my my broomstick uh, promo and everything. Uh, You know, I was was all ready to do it, and uh, it never happened. I, I, you know, I I was like, I, I was real close, I thought, and like, Basically, I never pursued it, you know, and that's something that like that'll be a regret now. Like, but you know, at this point, obviously, I think things worked out for the best, and I probably would have been gone from the company right away if I had even somehow made it. So, um, but I, I think it was um, when I was like kind of going for that. I think it was the job that ultimately went to Renee. I believe because it was around that time. Yeah. So, in any event, she's much better than I am. So, and much easier to look at. Better, yeah. Like at least by three (laughs) times, you know. At Um, least. Yeah. I mean, and I'm better looking now than I was ten years ago. Let's be honest. And she might be like a New York eight, but she's a Philadelphia (laughs) ten for sure. Yeah. She's a Toronto twenty. So. I'm kidding, Toronto. I love you guys. I love you guys with your maple syrup. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> no, I thought I thought way back when, man, um, when CZW really uh, was about to take off, um, yeah. Kevin and I did some interviews with them, 
And I really thought that was my ticket in. I thought I was going to get picked up with them and, and kind of ride it out. And it just never yeah, happened. And then, yeah. you know, never, never pursued it. I was like, ah, it didn't happen. You know, but, <laughs> we're uh, much the same boat. So yeah, for sure. It sounds like, yeah. Making but sounds, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, uh, Kathy, you got a dream match? I'm trying to think uh, what we've overlooked. Or My Stroh, dream you match. you got one. This okay, is good an old. This is a indie wrestler. Mm. Okay, I would I would love to see Breaker Moran wrestle Brett. Why Breaker? And I love Breaker, but why Breaker? Nope. Breaker is he's his favorite wrestler at all time is Bret Hart. Okay. And I would I would just oh, he's like, like Zach Harwood then. Yeah. I would just like to be. Oh yeah, Zach loves some Bret. <laughs> yeah, he does. And an in, independent wrestler go against mm-hmm. a legend. I'm all for it as long just as Breaker me. wins. Just me. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. And, and like I said, I, Breaker's an awesome guy. I, I, I would be all for that. Uh, I remember when he was doing the stuff, uh, when Tony Hitman Stetson, if you guys remember him, came out of retirement. Yeah, Tony yeah. the Hitman. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. like, when Hitman came out of retirement, Breaker was the guy that he worked with to get back into it. He was, uh, you know, he trained with him, and he had that incredible match with him uh, at the, the TWA reunion show, which ended up being – a one-off promotion until, like, the guy bought ECWA and kind of merged them, you know? It was, uh... Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of ECWA, I just did a quick Google to see if my one of my dream matches ever took place, and I found out it did, in fact, take place in the second round of the 2001 Super 8 tournament, which I probably could have went to, considering where it was. I know, where I, was. I know, yeah. Reckless Youth versus Brian Danielson. Like, Very the nice. original Andy Darling versus who kind of came up and supplanted him. Um, and apparently it wasn't that good of a match, which really <laughs> you never know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. I, I would yeah. like to see that. I, I, in fact, they were selling those Super Eats for a while. I, I don't know if they're still oh, available, yeah. but... When um, when the show that reconnected us, I saw, like, every Super 8 DVD there. It was incredible. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was the, the hustler that was Mike Tartaglia, for sure, so... Uh. <laughs> Do you still have that, that fruit smoothie place? He does. Uh, I think that's uh, his full-time gig now. Atlantic City. Yeah. Next well, time in Atlantic City, I gotta go. It's not there anymore. It's it's in like uh, it's like over by like Washington, over by where that show was, that little student show that you guys came to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's over there somewhere. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Super Eight, by the way, making history, ECWA. What's that? The fruity juice. What's that, Kevin? His fruity juice. What? Fruity juice. His yeah. juice place. Yeah, juice. Yeah. I always say that stuff like you know. If you're feeling bloated, drink some fruit juice. That's that'll clean you right out, man. Like it, it, it will you got that right. everything out of your system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so ECWA making history this past weekend actually. Um, well, first of all, their debut show on YouTube, which I feel really bad. 
I was supposed to send them stuff for it, and I never did, and they went ahead and did the show without me. Uh, so I, I feel kind of like crap for that, but um, ECWA did their Saturday morning program on YouTube, their first one, and they announced that uh, Erica Lee, who we've had on the show, is going to be the first woman to compete in the men's Super 8 this year. That's all right. Uh, so intergender wrestling comes to the ECWA, I guess. Yeah, Chaotic Wrestling has done away with uh, – any gender on their titles, they have the Panoptic title and the Heavyweight Championship. And uh, I always forget how to pronounce her name, and I see her all the damn time. I, I remember when she came in green as anything, I think it's Davian, was the Chaotic Champion for a short period of time. And I know one of the other ideas that you floated for the conversation was, who do we think could hit? And, man, JT Dunn, since the second I saw him, sure. I was like, that guy, that guy's a superstar. Uh, you know, trained with... Um, Oh, my God, why can't I think of Dave's last name for over here in New England? He went to Japan for a little bit. He was big with Chaotic. Oh, Dave, I'm so sorry. I'll have to think of your name. <laughs> you, this, COVID, this COVID brain stuff, man, like, it's no joke. My memory has been shot since I had it. This, that uh, that so. stuff will turn your mind into mush, as they would say. Yeah. Good fellas, you know, so. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was another idea I had. Topic Dave Cole. Right? Dave Cole. Cole. You're strained by okay. Dave Cole. There it is. Thank okay. you. I needed to. Yeah. That, that, that was another idea I had, kind of like floating it. And, um, and you know, again, if this is something that you guys maybe want to explore tonight, who is like a surefire can't-miss prospect that's going to really develop into something? I mean, it could be the Indies. It could be somebody that signed with a major company, and they're just really not being used like they could. Um an example of that that I can think of right away is Joe Gacy, who, like, I remember when he got signed, and I thought, like, that guy's incredible. I've done so much work with him on the independence and uh, the creativity. Like, we, we did one promotion where he was coming in, and he just did, like, two shows, like, monthly shows, you know, where it was just, like, a five-minute vignette of somebody in the woods with a chainsaw just going around, like, just kind of just talking about how they were going to stalk and kill and blah, 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 all these different. And it was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing promo set that he did. And, and that was all him, you. you know. Very creative. I agree with you about Casey. You know that. Yeah. I, I definitely So he's agree somebody with you I think, and he doesn't have the traditional, like, body shape, you know. He's going to come up and he's going to be like a shorter Kevin Owens. But, um, you know, he's good. He's He's really good at what he does. That's somebody that comes to mind. Um, on the independent level, somebody, and I don't know how familiar you guys are all with the with the independents, um, but one name that always comes to mind for me is uh, is Azrael. He was with yeah. NYW for a little bit, NYWC, yep. and he's, uh, yeah. that guy's amazing, you know? And he's finally, yeah. like, because for years I think his problem was that he was a baby face and he never really got to show that personality like he would have liked. Uh, but when he turned bad a couple of years ago, that was like when he went to a whole other level. Like I, it is, and he's done a bunch of shows for like AEW. I know he's done Dark for WWE, but like he's somebody I'm always amazed. Never got in there because I think when they were recruiting all those indie guys, he would have been perfect. Just a thought. So yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that. We actually have a caller. Uh, let's go to uh, 804, which I believe is Steve down in Virginia. What's going on, brother? 
Hey man, love me two times, love me twice, today. It's a too sweet Tuesday. It's going well. Oh, um, hey, ask, uh, ask Mountie about that. Uh, they're going to come after you now for doing that. <laughs> Who, Jim Morrison from the grave? No, 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 no. You too sweet that the uh, WWE owns that. Oh, they're come after you now. Yeah, they're going to see some yeah. from me. I'm going to get a copyright um, claim on my YouTube probably. Speaking of them, uh, ask for Mountie about, uh, for that. Hey, ask, ask Mountie about Dean Ambrose cosplaying at them. I will. Um, but I'll do it off air because it's pre recorded. But I'll ask him. <laughs> oh, okay. No I'll problem. ask him and see what he says. Yeah. I didn't know that John Moxley cosplayed as him. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was the when it happened. Yeah, I shared the picture on the on the thread in your uh, inbox. Sorry, man. I I'm, I I'm not as social media as I used to be. I'll take a got all those wedding plans to make. That's seriously, man. I yeah. I felt like George Costanza's uh, fiance Susan there, like licking envelopes tonight. I felt like I'm gonna die from this. I'm gonna die. And it's going to be because I bought the cheap envelopes, Kathy. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> anyway, what's going on, Steve? Oh, uh, not much. Just, um, I wasn't too impressed with the men's chamber match. Like, the finish was great, but I really wanted to see Brock in there with Lashley and Riddle more. And they just were all fine yeah. with Brock. I would have rather them said that Lashley had a shoulder injury and put a sixth person in there. Because it made Lashley look weak to do that. uh, Stro, did you see the pay-per-view? I I felt like they really kind of – like, I felt like they really diminished Lashley's value with that. Like, there were so many better ways that they could have done that. Uh, Honestly, though, uh, word that I got was he was hurt even before – going yeah. in there from the last pay-per-view. Right. So, and right. if you notice, that's why the uh, the tapings leading up to the Elimination Chamber, Lashley didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. still suffering the injury. So, uh, you know, it, it sucks there was no interaction because I was, I was looking forward to him and Lester doing more too, but yeah, I, I could see why things happen now after looking back, you know, after hearing what's about the injury before. I think that's a, that's a lot of people's dream match still. There's people who want to see that. Personally, I think I've said it on the show before. I'd rather see a shoot. I have no interest in seeing these two work. I have no interest in seeing Brock work, really. Like, I've seen it. I mean, for me, he peaked with his Hell in a Cell against The Undertaker. It's one of the best matches I've seen. You know, it's, it's tremendous. Yeah. And, uh, it, apparently, he went into business for himself, which I guess when you're Brock Lesnar, you can do that. Sure, sure. Yep. I, I, well, it looked ama- it looked amazing. To his credit, it looked yeah. freaking amazing. Him coming out of the, out of that pod, yeah. he, looked like, made, he, he looked like the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and and obviously that wasn't planned. Uh, you know, you talk about like wanting to see them shoot, and like yeah, if you think about like when Brock was really at his best, it, it was really when he was in the ring with Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Like that was like those series, and I know it was brutal. It like devastated both of them. Like. Injury wise, but like it was well, especially that really Mania weird. match with the boxing the shooting star. star. I mean, oh, that was they, scary as hell. They both, then we almost redid it with I can't believe I'm saying this with Madcap Moss. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Like, what in the the world happened there? Yikes! That dude's lucky. Super lucky. Yeah, yeah, he could have been like Draz. Yeah. Crazy. It was a... and 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 it's a move again. I guess that's why they say it is in ballet. You know, like it's a move that you see a million times. That you know, over the head yeah. kind of. And for some reason, I don't know if he thought he was going to roll through somehow. I think he went too early. I think he just went too early. Like looking at it, he 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 wasn't all the way up, and he started going down. So. No, well, thank God he's okay. Yeah, seriously. Right. right. So, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, but from my end, as far as Lashley, to, to take back to your thing, Steve, like, I, I, I would have rather them said Lashley had a shoulder injury. He's going to have to pull out of this match and do rehab immediately, um, in the hopes of getting back maybe for WrestleMania. And uh, I, I would have rather them put a sixth person in there. I, like, I would have rather had Randy Orton in. It. I know it's just another person for Brock Lesnar to go after because that's kind of what he did. He just kind of went in and. Um, that's what's weird about the whole Brock Lesnar thing for me. I think it's like they spent so many years using him to make other stars like Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre. And it's like now they're back to where he's unbeatable. And and, yeah, and I don't no, really see a rhyme or reason. Elevate Roman you know? later. Uh, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be elevate Roman. Um what I would like to see them do with the two titles, and I, I've talked about this many times in the past, uh, because I think it's what they should do every year, um, title for title at WrestleMania. Now Roman's got both belts. Now he should defend the one belt on Raw, and he should defend the other belt on SmackDown, and just keep going at that pace until he yeah, loses. I would, I, would go, I would go the opposite way. I would say that it's one belt. You have one world champion for WWE. Um, if it wants to be a universal champion, sure. Um, and then you, you're elevating the U.S. and the Intercontinental Championship on those programs because the world champ's not always going to be there, you know? I like so, that. Uh, but, I like that. Yeah, that, I mean, it, there's I, basically been two formulas that we've talked about for the last 20 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I thought the brand split was most effective when they only had one champion. Yeah. To me, it's like they're all secondary titles when you don't have one clear-cut champion. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that another scary moment was I, you have to admit the F five that uh, Austin Theory took from Brock <laughs> to the top of it. Yeah. That was yeah. insane. Yeah. Insane. The only way it would have been better is if he did a shooting star press off the pod after he did it. Oh dear God. You know? Really finish him off. Mercy. Brady is so good. I'm <laughs> I'm a heel. <laughs> what else you got, brother? Yeah, I wanted to ask, Stro, did you, did you hear about the Bullet Club infighting going on that happened on Impact? No, no. Oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't know. It's, it's an angle, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay White, like, uh, kicked out the G.O.D., Girls of Destiny, and, like, uh, the Good Brothers, he's, he's formed an alliance with them, and mm-hmm. I wonder, mm-hmm. man, I wonder this is a good decision, because uh, the Tongans, you don't want to kick them out, you don't want to piss off the Tongans, you know. And they, oh my know, God! Oh, God. And, Hopefully they were in on it. What, what was he think? What was he thinking? <laughs> oh man! Well, well, I mean, you know if, you look, if you follow, if you follow Tom Tonga to Twitter, he's been, he's yeah, he's been really upset with uh, Jay White working AEW and working with the Young Bucks. So it's yeah. just, it's going to be interesting I, to I, see how that plays out. I, I got to say, in all my years of doing the podcast, um. There have only been there's only been one time on the show where I felt afraid for myself while I was on the air and that was interviewing Haku. Just because I felt like his words were enough to just like take me out, you know? Yeah, it was scary. It was scary. That surprised me Jay White though, because he's like more of a serious serious wrestler and, and just him yeah. and him and the him and the buff are like like night and day, like different, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you would think uh, Jay White would align, align, align himself with more serious com- competitors like him. You know what I mean? Like Lance Storm. And now the and right. now the Good yeah. Brothers. Now the Good Brothers are fighting and or turned on the the Tongans. I never thought I'd see that either. But I guess Tama wasn't well, happy okay. with the Good Brothers working with the Elite. See, I was far more bothered by the fact that they did two turns on the same show in back-to-back matches. That bothered me a yeah. lot more because, like, they did Eddie Edwards one with Ring of Honor. I was like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're yeah. only supposed to do one of those a show. It, it, it was funny one time that there once started a program with uh, Barbarian and uh, Ming Haku uh-huh. in WCW after yeah. the match. Because the match was so solid. And and they, it was brought up to them to them start an actual program together, and they they turned it down and said no. That that one match we had to we almost killed each other. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing that. Yeah. <laughs> we want no part of this ever again. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny, like for me, because like as a fan growing up, I remember when like Haku teamed with Andre the Giant, and I thought like, yeah. my God, like. Haku really found himself a great buddy because he ain't doing anything without Andre by his side. I had no idea, Stro. I had no idea. I, 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 I don't know. Who, who's going to beat these guys? Jesus, got the biggest guy in the world, and you got the toughest he's, man in the world. Exactly. Who's beat <laughs> the God. answer is the actor and the smasher. Thank God. Thank God for <laughs> They'd still be yeah. tag team champions today. They would, yeah. even, even with one of them gone, you know? <laughs> Uh, that's one of the funny things. Like you, you <laughs> never know. Like you, you hear the stories about who the legit tough guys are, and you're like, what if they really didn't want to drop the belt that day? Right. You know, that's why. That's why you, you heard. Oh, Mike Awesome's a real tough guy. He's gonna drop the title to Taz. Yeah. We're not giving him any chance to mess around. <laughs> I, you know, I heard uh, Dan Severin wanted to shoot in the. I heard Dan Severin wanted to shoot in the Rumble, but uh, went against that. Yeah, yeah, I remember him talking about that when we had him on the show, yeah. And, and the other thing was, like, he got really upset because of the, the whole, like, brawl for it all thing because, like, he felt like, you know, if we're legitimately doing this, like, it, there's no way I wouldn't win, you know, unless, like, Ken Shamrock's in there, mm-hmm. and then, like, maybe I get, maybe he's got a chance, but, like, generally, you know, it, it just – 
I believe that was when he kind of left the company was around that time because of something like that. You know what's funny is, like, Severn, if he took himself less seriously, could have been a much more successful Steve Blackman. Oh, for sure. Like, that's that nice niche. For sure. At least he had probably could have got a, a title run. He could have been there with the head. Could have been him and Head Cheese, for all you know. Oh, head, 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 that was great. Head oh cheese. God, I I just remembered that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh Steve, what are we gonna do with you? Uh, Sven Haku. <laughs> what do you think? Why about would you? Cody? Why would you say that? <laughs> what do you uh, think about Cody? Done. You think I'm thinking Cody's oh. still going back to AEW? I don't know. It. It's interesting because he what deleted the post saying that he was retired. So it's mm-hmm. just it, it's. Um, I think he does. I think the rumor is that he was in Orlando area filming. Um, that's what the last I heard. The update mm-hmm. was that he could be at the PC filming stuff. Is what I heard. Well, Omega, in one of his last interviews, was like, yeah, I think he's on his way to Saudi Arabia right now. I'm like, no, oh, you're just making me feel more like it's, it's a work. I don't like this at all. I don't like being worked. That's the worst part. Whenever you have, like, some attachment to the business at all and you're getting worked, it's the worst feeling. Yeah. I should, I should figure this out. It just makes me skeptical all the time. Here's what I'm you know? saying. I got it all I got it all booked out. Is, uh, next week on Raw, Stephen Amell is the guest host. And the peacemaker comes out to deal with the comments that Stephen Amell made about him on, on Twitter, <laughs> and then no, he is no longer John Cena. He is just the peacemaker. I want to see him play Drax. Talk. There's a dream match. Peacemaker oh, yeah. versus Drax. Drax. Wow. I, have, I have some. Oh. <laughs> my theories are. He's, well, hold on. My theories are. He's either, oh. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, Pat, finish your thought. Oh, and then obviously Cody Rhodes comes to save Stephen Amell. Oh, not the peacemaker. He's coming to save Stephen Amell. Yeah, as his friend Stephen Amell. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think, I think Cody will take a month off, and then the next time they're promising a big surprise, it's going to be Cody coming out and winning back the TNT title. That's what I think it's going to be. They only have so many surprises left, Steve. They got to start swerving their own people. I think he either shows up in Jacksonville because there's a Raw in Jacksonville, or he shows up either at WrestleMania or the day after the Raw after WrestleMania. I think there's three. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't do Yeah, I agree. Oh, that show's such a terrible show always. <laughs> I hate the Raw for WrestleMania. And then the fans took it over, and the one time it was, you know, fun with uh, Brian, but then it's just been like, yeah, we all get to go and be stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I don't see Shane McMahon tomorrow at AEW, I'm going to be very upset. (laughs) Is he promising another surprise? No, I'm just making this oh, up okay, okay. because it's in Connecticut. No, actually, it's in WWE region. Yeah, probably be Good. the road dog. Well, excuse me. He did. He's he got did new work, by the way. So he's going to join the Ass Club. Yeah, uh, I believe they're called the Ass Boys. 
<laughs> yes. The S for men. Sorry. Go ahead. That was a bad one anyway. No, I just No, I just I just think he's definitely shown interest in WWE. I think there's there's too many updates for it not to be happening. I mean, yeah, I would love to see it be a work and he turns heel and joins a faction or something like or kind of starts Where's a heel faction, but I just don't think that's gonna happen. Well, I mean Okay. You know, you know what's interesting. Um, the Nightmare Factory is still the Nightmare Factory, even after Cody's gone. I do yeah, find that I think intriguing. I think Dustin's running that. Yeah, but Cody is the Nightmare. And uh, I think Arn could still be managing a tag team from like you know Brock and whoever he's teaming with. But I know Brian is starting a faction. Brian. Uh, Arno was Arno's Arno was managing, and then uh, and then yeah, uh, Brian, Brian might be starting a faction. Yeah. Yeah, he wants. Brian to, needs a faction. Like he's got to be with somebody. Everybody does. Yeah, he wants romantic to do that. Or and gang wars. It's AEW gang wars. Oh, exactly. Uh, uh, like like Christian goes with the dinosaurs and CM Punk goes with Sting and uh, Little Sting and um, uh, who else? You know, there's a lot of them. Sting there's Junior. a lot of them out there. <laughs> Sting <Jr. laughs> oh boy. Yeah, Steve. Anything else, man? Any dream match? Um. Is there anything last? I guess Mountie versus uh. Landstorm, Mountie versus Moxley, maybe. Mountie versus Landstorm or Mountie versus Steve, Moxley. Steve, Steve, you're talking my language. Anytime you can include Landstorm in a dream match, I am in. Uh, yeah. I mean, give me Landstorm and Jericho one more time. That's who should send Jericho on a, a thrill on a seeker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like that. I'd yeah. like that. Yeah. Gosh, why haven't we seen this in AEW? I mean, God, that would be so much more entertaining. <laughs> I mean, just give it a, like a one-off feud. You like, you know, he steps in because Jericho's lost his mind. He forgot who he was. He's running around with his rock and roll friends in his inner circle. But this used to be about the wrestling. And if I could be serious for a moment, <laughs> Carmel writes itself. We could play the old Canadian uh, thrill seeker. Videos, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Khan has all the money in the world. What's that going to cost you to buy from Stampede or whoever has a? Like Cornette owns it, so like actually, it might be WWE now. So. It might be WWE now. I think it is because they used to have the uh, Smoky Mountain on the. Right, yeah. Like Stroh is on the WWE Network, the uh, oh, yeah. Nitro and the uh, Smoky Mountain. So, Stroh, do you ever get nice residual texts from WWE? You know somebody's been watching an episode of Nitro. You were you getting the peacock oh, in an envelope? I, I, I should. I wish. I really do. Yeah, they don't give you guys residuals. They don't give you guys residuals for the network, do they? Oh wow! No. Did, did you have to sign something, or was it just we own it? No, they just start playing it. Okay. <laughs> at it. Which is yeah, funny uh, because when they used to sell DVDs, if they sold a DVD that had you on it, they had to pay you for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we used to, but. Yeah. That was a network. network. Oh, boy. 
Hey, hey, look, I see myself on the network. Should I just get some stock options or something? That'd be nice. This might not ever. This might not ever happen, but I'd love to see Jake Hager with Walter. Two big guys just shooting at each other. Jake Hager and um, Walter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't Walter have a yeah. different name now? Isn't he more Nazi? Yeah, Gunther. Gunther. <laughs> I don't acknowledge Gunther. I acknowledge I, Walter. I'd like to see yeah. him. I'd like to see CM yeah. Punk against Goldberg in a shoot last man standing. <laughs> I I don't think Phil survives that one. <laughs> We've seen how he does in shoots, and it ain't great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, um, uh, I, there, there was something uh, interesting that happened recently. Uh, Drake Maverick is Rockstar's son is with creative. I, I'm kind of surprised he's I not with – I'm surprised he's not with uh, EC3's Control Your Narrative group. Like, they, they're they starting a promotion. They got two shows booked for uh, Florida and Texas. It's money, man. It's money. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's money. Scary, but I'm like, just you saying, don't know like, what it, what yeah. happened with Control Your Narrative. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. It's, well, what I'm saying, I'm saying it's interesting because – it's interesting because he filmed a vignette with like EC3 a while back, I think, or he was he did a really good vignette after he left, and I thought he was gonna have yeah, like a, yeah. a good indie run. Like, but I'm happy for him if that's if he wants to work creative. I think it's interesting. Like a lot of the wrestlers get into creative. Yeah. You know what? Nowadays, you know he's gonna hey, have he's a cameo. Go ahead. Uh, I think I think we signed with him too. Yes, yeah, and that's a huge, that is a huge deal. And the guy is 44 years old, so what's he going to wrestle for another five years? I mean, I know he's good. So he could. I didn't even know you that yeah, old. Yeah, could. I, mean, I guess 50 is the new 45. So it's uh, – yeah, but Drake, but Drake I, I fully expect a, uh, a Drake Maverick cameo at WrestleMania involving the 24-7 title, you know, just because he's there. So, yeah. yeah, I don't like what they're doing with that. The the bit with Dana Brooke and that gentleman, I can't remember his name. He has a one. Because oh, yeah, he only yeah, yeah. one name in WWE. Javier or Reggie. Frederick or what was that? Reggie. 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 There Reggie. it is. Reginald. <laughs> Reggie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, the whole. I like Javier better. Yeah. The whole <laughs> kiss, kiss for a pinfall gimmick. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. 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 I was really hoping that he was going to roll her up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like one, two, hooker, over. <laughs> but I'm a heel, so yeah. <laughs> that's what I would have liked to see. Yeah. Uh, the, the other thing with Drake Maverick, and um, this always amazed me. Uh, he, well, he's got a really, really hot wife, uh, Renee Michelle, who's a uh, pretty yeah. decent independent wrestler. She She's done, like, the May Young Classic, and I know she's been in, like, the NWA and Impact. She's been around for a uh, while. Uh, she was with ECWA. Did, it's still to this day, like, one of the best things. The I've wedding seen. thing? Yeah. Yes. But, like, oh part God. of me, it always amazes me, the amount of people that they sign, and they really seem to like Drake Maverick, that they're not even giving his wife a shot on NXT. It always kind of baffled me. Yeah, they just signed Roxy. I think, yeah, Michelle definitely. She worked the the May Young Classic, and yeah, I love her look. I've seen her work. She did. Yeah. So. Yeah, Um, and she did. Um, she did that NWA tournament, and she's been in Impact. Yeah, I mean, she's been all over. You know. 
work dark a bunch of times for AEW. And and they had her like to... in angles on WWE. Uh, I'll get I'll get out of Renee Michelle's ass now. I just wanted to you know just point that out. There. I, just thought it was... <laughs> I didn't mean that literally. I didn't mean that literally. No, nah, you know that'd be great. I think it'd be great if she worked uh, either <laughs> WWE or AEW. I'm surprised AEW had, didn't sign her either. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think uh, I, this might not happen, but I'd love to see Stro in that controller narrative promotion. I'd love to see him work with like Carrying Cross or Killer Cross because they seem like they're more cinematic. They do more. Uh, Let me hear Cody Rhodes. A.W. Uh, vignette post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, you want to be in there in the ring with that big maniac? I've been there worse. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Maybe you'll get him on an off night like Jeff Hardy did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Catch him off guard. Maybe, 90 seconds. Maybe he's ticklish. Maybe he's ticklish. Good strategy. <laughs> Let's see how it pays off. That's how we got me. Story real quick. Yep. You, you guys enjoy this. So, so this was like one of the nitros. I'm, I'm warming up for my match in the gorilla position. Yeah. And uh, the match before me was supposed to be Hugh Morris and uh, Haku, right? Me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they couldn't find him anywhere. And then you heard commotion in the next door, and everybody's going, "Oh my God, these guys are fighting!" Right. And next thing you know, these these big behemoths busted the double doors, knocking the agents down to the ground. And what it was, he was with Jason Haku around trying to tickle him, right? <laughs> and, and finally got Haku on, on the ground, started tickling him, and Haku was like holding his armpits, laughing and everything. <laughs> oh, man, it's a funny thing. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right, Steve. Take care, bro. All right, peace be upon you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> and with your spirit? Is that what we're supposed to say now? <laughs> Lift up your heart. <laughs> with you. He is right in just. Yeah. What about me versus Alexa Bliss in a tickling match? That would be a dream match. You're just lucky your wife doesn't, your future wife doesn't listen to so. <laughs> You know what the worst part was? Yeah, go ahead. I, I <laughs> when, everybody, everybody talks about, you know, you make your, your, your hall pass list. And just joking around about it, <laughs> I was it. like, I started to, to be like the Bella. She's like, you know them. I'm like, I introduced them at a show <laughs> once. It's like, nope, don't count. You know them. She's like, no one in the wrestling business is on your hall pass list. Like, that, is, that is patently absurd. Yeah. Then, so I, my, my legitimate job, I was talking to you about it right before we went on, is I work with people with disabilities, and so I've been really involved in Special Olympics, and WWE, yeah, yeah. being in Connecticut, is really involved in Special Olympics, and um, Paige was there, and my wife knew I had very strong feelings towards Paige, and I was like, oh, babe, I'm going to drop my guy off because his obsession with wrestling was not great, and I'm like, I'm going to go see Paige. She's like, no, you're coming home, and I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. I was like, I just want to meet somebody. I respect her work. She's part of the revolution. So like, home. Home. No yeah. one in wrestling. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at now. Uh, but, but yeah, for years that was uh, <laughs> not the case. So, 
Um, now, it's funny because um, I don't really – we don't do hall pass type stuff. Yeah. We, we haven't – but, um, you know, it, it's kind of generally known that she would be my – you know? <laughs> I I have a little cardboard picture of her because, uh, like, we've got, like, just different stuff decorating the bathroom mirror. So I've got a little Alexa Bliss in the corner of the bathroom mirror. And I come out I come out um, a couple weeks ago. So I brush my teeth, and I look down, and next to Alexa Bliss on the mirror is the backup copy of Kelly's passport photo, just looking seriously angry at me. Right next to the Alexa Bliss picture is amazing. It's, it's totally amazing. <laughs> uh, let's go to Tora before we kind of get out of here. Uh, what's going on, Tora? What's up? You there? Yeah. What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm doing okay. It's cold down here. Nothing, honey. How cold is it? About 37. 37? Nothing. It's negative 37 here. Mm -hmm. I actually just froze when I was outside. Kelly had to come with the blow dryer and, like, blow my feet. Just so that I could come inside. Mm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's like it's like that Campbell's commercial where the kid turned into a snowman until they gave him some soup. That's what it's like outside, Tora. Oh yeah. yeah. Hack is from New England. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yep. Mm. <laughs> That's good, Brady. That's a good one, Brady. Thank you. Thank you. I never plan this stuff out, believe it or not. It just kind of comes to me as we're going. Uh, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> Anything else, Tora? my birthday. Well, hold on. Wait, when is your birthday? It sounds like you're in the bottom of a well. Missy's on a Thursday. Oh, the ring. Birthday's Thursday? Yeah. Okay, and All right. I know I should never ask a lady her age, but I'm going to guess you're somewhere around, like, 22. <laughs> she looks like a witch. I always say this, like a, like a fictional witch. All right, Tor, it's been real. I really miss you. I hope everything's good. All right, take care. Love you. <laughs> that was fun. Good old tour. Any other dream matches? Anything like that? I'm trying to think. I, think it, I, I hope we get AJ and Edge. While it's not anything that like I ever grew up like mm. um, hoping for, I'd really like to see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think we're gonna get it. I mean, Edge did that open challenge. I I I. Yeah. I don't know who else is accepting it. I guess I could change it up. Mm. I don't know. As usual, like, the brand split messes everything up because, like, you've got some talent that just isn't going to be in a featured match, and that's a shame because they're kind of restricted by who they can fight. Or they're going to be in a really crappy match. And I don't like that. I don't like that. Or they're going to be with Logan Paul. Yeah. 
three guys who honestly shouldn't even four guys honestly who shouldn't even be on WrestleMania. Like I, I hate to say. Now, there's it, a dream match for you: The Miz and MJF. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Stro. Although I don't really see All the right. comparisons when they talk about they're the same guy, but that'd be a fun match to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you match the promos with those two? Yeah. I mean, that Mrs. Mrs. promo on Talking Smack belongs in there with, with the pantheon of, of, you know, the all-time great promos. The one with Daniel Bryan? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That's yeah. Amazing. He still does all his moves. Like, he he stole them. Yeah. And it was amazing. You know. That, uh, that feud kind of wrote itself. It was really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I, um, yeah, there aren't a lot of dream matches left. Like, I feel like everybody kind of, I, I remember a couple years ago, God, a couple, I really am old, so eight years ago, WrestleMania in New Orleans. I remember on my Twitter pointing out that for the first time in WWE history, you had Bruno, you had, uh, you had Bruno, Hulk, Stone Cold, Rock, Brett, Sean, and Taker all in one all in one building. It was the first time it had ever happened. Um Imagine that eight way match <laughs> at WrestleMania. Bruno probably still would have won it. I mean, you know, you 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 book it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number. Um, Pat, I know you got to get out of here, man. we got Jacques yeah. Rougeau coming up. So I know, I know. I'm excited. The Mountie. I am the Mountie. The Mountie. We'll get him. I'll, I'll, I'll be back with my, my first AEW live experience. Oh, yeah. man. Can't wait to hear. Yeah. yeah. So I will see you all next week. Uh, enjoy the Mountie. Is is that how it, the, the, I'm the Mountie. The Mountie. I don't know. That's much worse. I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good at it. Tell us how we said hi. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to do right now. We'll take a commercial break. Uh, on the other side, Jacques Rougeau. Then after that, we will resume with the callers. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we'll be right back. Well, yeah, we'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you know later there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an early champion. 
Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. So after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this with the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a very special treat for you all here today. Joining us on the program is a legend in professional wrestling, multi-time champion, star with WWE, with WCW, and uh, he, is, he is taking part on in the room here tonight. We couldn't be more excited. The one and only Mountie Jacques Rougeau. How you doing tonight, Jacques? Oh, I am the Mountie. <laughs> How you doing, Brady? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm I'm doing so well. I, we're so excited to have you here. Uh, you have uh, truly lived the wrestling life, and I know um, people are going to be excited to hear your story as well as uh, some of the stuff that you've got going on. First of all, Jacques, what's it like a day in the life of Jacques Rougeau? Oh, my God. You better have your running shoes or your tennis shoes on because I'll tell you, it goes fast. A lot of things happen in one day in my life. And, uh, of course, every morning, well, as you can tell, there, I'm still at the gym and uh, keeping those biceps up and uh, the, the chest up, too, there. And trying to look good. I'm 61 years old, so I'm trying to stay young. And uh, it, it, actually, life is very good to me because, uh, like you said, I – Wrestling was my life, and wrestling was my dream when I was young, and I'm still living my dream again today. And one of the great things about your dream is you're helping so many other people to realize that dream as well, which is a really a great thing. Before we jump into what you've been up to over the last 20-plus years and certainly what you're up to now with the Academy, uh, is there like a quintessential moment that people look back at Jacques Rougeau that, for you, the memory that, like, will always persist. Is there something for you that always stands out? Absolutely, absolutely. I got a couple. You know, when you have 41 years of career like I had, you know, active for 41 years, you know, I have a couple of moments, and some good, some bad. And, of course, that the, if I think of it, uh, because I always like to start with the bad because I finish with the good, is, of course, the altercation I had with the Bulldogs. That was a very sad moment in my life. Uh, it was very hard uh, mentally for me to go through that, and uh, that'll stick with me. A lot of people, after they've seen the episode of Dark Side of the Ring with Tom Billington, they understand what, what I'm talking about. But the good things, there's so many good things about wrestling that stick with me. And uh, my, uh, of course, if I go internationally, worldwide, I'm going to have to say that the great night that I spent in jail <laughs> with the big boss man as a Mountie, that was one of the classics, of course. 
And uh, but if I, I go on a more on a local scene that could have been international is the night in 1997 on the 11th of April at 11 o'clock at night when I beat Hulk Hogan with a pinfall right in the middle at the, the, the Molson Center in Montreal in front of 18,000 people, no interference, no gimmicks, no nothing, just a clean pin in the middle. That really brought my notoriety up. And then another time I think too that was fun too is when Raymond and I. We won the uh, tag team belts against the Hart Foundation in Montreal, which was never seen on TV. We won them here locally against the Hearts, and by the time we end up being on TV the next Saturday, because of a wrong guy being in the wrong ring at the at the, at the same time, they took the belts away from us. And uh, but that was so amazing. It was like a, there was eighteen thousand people, and there was like five thousand people banging on my car when they when we got in the car. It was like winning a Stanley Cup. You know, that was, that was absolutely amazing. Another thing, too, that I remember that I really, really enjoyed was the Quebecers with Carl Ouellette when we beat the Steiners in Manhattan Center. Uh, and the first night we ever came in the WWF as the Quebecers, we beat the Steiner brothers and remained uh, three different times in the year that preceded that uh, as, as tag team champions of the world. So those are all great moments that I'll, I'll cherish uh, probably for the rest of my life. Well, I, I know that uh, for you and certainly for the people of Montreal, the connection there runs so deep. Uh, so much history there with Montreal wrestling and, and your involvement in it. Uh, and, and I know that this program that you're kind of starting up, this wrestling academy, certainly kind of lends to that as well, helping people to achieve their dreams. If you could talk about the wrestling academy and kind of all the stuff that you've been up to since we've really seen you on TV last. Okay, great. But before, I just want to end that last segment, if you don't mind, because of all the things sure. that have happened to me in life, I, I, I do want to give a tribute to uh, my father, Jacques Rougeau, and my uncle, Johnny Rougeau. My great uncle, Eddie Oji, was the first generation. We have four generations of wrestling. And my brother, Raymond, who helped me a lot, and we helped each other, and my other brother, Armand, and my three sons that were wrestling, too, up till three years ago. So, there, so when people think about the Rougeau name and they think of what, what I've left behind and what I've done. I could have never done it without the path of my family before me. You know, and I just want to mention that, that it's like uh, the reputation of the Rougeau got bigger and bigger from generation to generation. And I'm the one who, on the third generation, uh, I, I put all the crops in, you know, like I took all the, yeah. the credit. But it comes from You're somewhere. reaping it. <laughs> yeah, I'm reaping it. And I just want to, to say thank you to, to my whole family. Now, to go into project, you know, I, I got to tell you something amazing is happening in Canada. And, and there's so many things happening. But this project is the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And even going to the WWF doesn't beat what I'm doing now. And that, that's how it, it's important and it means to me. Because I am now 61 years old. I can still do a nip-up on the floor. If I'm laying on the floor, I'll stand back on my feet in one shot just like that. I'm in great shape. And, I'm, and I helped a lot of wrestlers that are going to be performing in this wrestling academy coming up in Montreal. But the great thing about this context, uh, this concept, is going to be for the first time the 10 provinces in, in Canada are going to be joining in. So from Halifax on the East Coast to Vancouver to the West Coast, I recruited the best wrestlers of all the independent wrestling federations, which... Many of those guys could have been in the big league, but, you know, I've always said in the wrestling business, it's always been at the right place at the right time or knowing the right person. And those people that I've recruited never had that chance. So I'm turning around and I'm passing the torch on, and now I'm breaking this big, big uh, competition that's going to start in May, which we're going to have 12, 12 shows, and at every show, we're going to eliminate four wrestlers out of female and male. 
we're going to be eliminated them. And then, uh, yeah, of course, now you see on the screen a couple of the talent. That's the website, by the way, wrestling-academy.ca. You could go see all the talent. And, and what's fun about that is uh, I made some really good deals here to put this thing together. We, my, my, my girlfriend and I, it's our really pet project, and we've been working on this for eight months. And what I've accomplished so far is amazing, like getting uh, the four winners that are going to be left at the end are going to be judged and chosen by QT Marshall from the Nightmare Factory. He's going to come to Montreal and be the judge of the last show when there's eight person that are involved. There's only four that's going to be go, going to exactly the Nightmare Factory. The four winners are going to go, and it's so funny because they're going to win $5,000 each, which is a lot for indie wrestlers. Indie wrestlers sometimes sure. they make between $100 and $200 a night. So now they're going to have an opportunity to win $5,000 each, four winners, some women, some men, but the biggest prize is not there. The biggest prize is QT Marshall is going to take these four winners and take them to the Nightmare Factory. I got to explain something to you that's really amazing. When I first approached QT with this deal, I, I, I don't know QT Marshall. I don't know the guy. And because of my falling out with Vince McMahon in 1980, uh, 1996, I took it so personally that I turned the TV off, and I've never watched wrestling in 30 years. So if you talk to me about talent in the last 30 years, I don't know him. I, of course, I know Stone Cold from my students, and I know uh, Goldberg, and I know uh, uh, John Cena from the movies, and uh, the, the Rock, I wrestled him before that. I know Kevin Owens because he was my student for five years. I'm the one who took him at 14 years old, up to the 19 years old. He was in my school. So, But apart from that, I don't know any, any wrestlers at all. So QT Marshall, for me, was an unknown person. I was just referred to him like, hey, he's got one of the greatest schools in North America. So I reached out to him. And when I reached out to him, he had such a, rep, a, a nice attitude towards me. He, 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 he talked to me like almost I was a legend, you know, and it was amazing. So he gave me this deal. He said, Jacques, what the four winners, I'd be gladly to take him in for one day at the at Nightmare Factory in Atlanta and give them a trial in the ring and just look at them over, look at their interviews, just evaluate them. And, uh, and, and what happened from there is every podcast that I did around the world for the last month in Australia and Europe and everywhere, I've always put a video on that hopefully we'll be able to put on in a couple of minutes. And, and, and I showed that video. And what happened there is the phone started ringing at the Nightmare Factory from all around the world. So QT Marshall calls me up about two weeks ago and he says to me, he says, Jacques, what are you doing? He says, you, you, <laughs> my phone is off the wall here. So he says, listen, you're doing a good job of marketing and all that stuff. Why don't I give your four winners one week instead of one day? So I'm saying to myself, wow, that's amazing. Because I'll tell you why it's amazing. Because when you go there for one day, you never have a second chance to make a first impression. If you go in there, you, you're nervous, you're up to, you can't, you're, you're, your mouth is dry, and you know, you go and you try to do a good promo and that, it's hard. But if you go seven days in a row, if you, if you miss on Monday, you can try Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So anyway, all this happens, and then something amazing from, I think that the, the stars are lined up for me, because QT Marshall called me last week. And he sent me this video that we're going to see in a second where he says to me, well, well why don't we go just check it? Can we put, insert that video now if we can? Hey, everybody. This is QT Marshall from All Elite Wrestling and one of the owners of one of the best training facilities in the world, the Nightmare Factory. And I wanted to give a quick shout-out to Nick, who runs the Rise podcast. And this evening has Jacques Rougeau on there. And Jacques has a great project in the works. I'm excited about it. In fact, the Nightmare Factory has even uh, told Mr. Rougeau that the winners – 
of this project will receive a special three-month, 12-week scholarship to the Nightmare Factory, which has seen athletes from all over the world come train with us and, and honestly, some have signed contracts with major wrestling organizations in the world, such as AEW and stuff like that. So um, I'm excited for this project. I think it's a great for, for aspiring professional wrestlers all throughout Canada. Um, I support it, and I hope that if all works out well, I'll be able to come up to Montreal and partake in being one of the judges of this, of this special project. So good luck to everyone. Just wanted to say hello. Just wanted to let everybody know that it is me, um, and we are offering this scholarship to the winners. So uh, you can read into it, whatever you want, but you've heard it straight from the horse's mouth. It is true. And, again, good luck to everyone and hopefully see you soon. Now, see, that's huge. That, that, that is huge right there. I mean, uh, not only uh, is QT affiliated with AEW, so this school, in a way, it's almost like a pipeline to, uh, to, to achieving potentially success in AEW or other larger companies as well. For sure. I hope you see me. I don't see myself there on the camera, but I hope you still see me. But anyway, yes, long, sto long story short is for him to go ahead and to say that we're going to have three months to be evaluated. Now, now, that's amazing because I'll tell you why it's amazing in my book. I honestly think that QT Marshall really cares about the Canadian wrestlers. And I also think he's taking this in like his pet project. You know, and, and so now we went from one day to one week to three months. Now, this is what happens in three months in Atlanta, Georgia. You're at the Nightmare Factory. All the big wrestlers that are based in Atlanta are flying out. They come and work out there. So you get to meet them. My talent will be able to get to talk with them for a long time. And then QT Marshall, he's there for the first week. He's busy, this, hi, hi. Second week, hi, hi. Third week, third, second month, it's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Like, you know, and then the third month, he loves you. You know, if you're still there, it's because he loves you. And I honestly believe the talent is so amazing in Canada. The ones, if you go see on the website, wrestling-academy.ca, you'll see the talent. They all have a little promo of 30 seconds. You see their picture. You click on the picture. And, and, and I, I honestly think, now this is just something I'm calling, that it's not, nothing that I'm promising. But I think that there's a couple out of the four that can make it to the big leagues. And, you know, if that happens, I'll be the one who produced all that and made that. And you know what made this also, this competition so amazing is I've had friends from the past, all these guys that I used to work with every night that they send me a nice little message of encouragement for the Canadian female and male wrestlers. And in that, you'll see so many people, Coco Beware, Tito Santana, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Million Dollar Man, Lanny Pop, and he goes on and on, GSP, MMA. You'll see all the people that I got into. And, and But one of the most important to me, they're all important, but one of the most important to me is Brett the Hitman Hart because he's the emo the biggest icon that ever came out of Canada was Brett. So now he's who's that guy? Around. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I said who's that guy? Yeah, and he's I like that, and he uh, yeah, and he and if we could show that video, what an amazing inspiration for the talent in Canada to say, hey, wait a minute, Brett Hart's looking at this. Oh, let's go into this. Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and I want to wish all the best to Jock Rougeau and his Wrestling Academy 2022. I know they got a big event coming up, a big contest, and a great opportunity for wrestlers across Canada, men and women, to train and maybe win $5,000 and ultimately get a chance to train with QT Marshall and the Nightmare Factory and maybe get a chance to maybe wrestle for AEW. 
But all I know is this is a great opportunity for every young wrestler, and I want to just thank Jock Russo for putting the idea together. I hope it works out really well, and may the best wrestlers win. Well, there you go. There you wow, go. Uh, wow, the, the wow, man, wow. The, band, the man best lo- known for losing the Intercontinental title to Jacques Rougeau. Whoa, sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> I'm that only was, playing, of course. That was a great time, though. Isn't it amazing to have breath encouraging? And if you take the time, please, ladies and gentlemen, take the time and go see wrestling-academy.ca. You'll see all Coco Beware. You'll see all the giant Kurgan. I'm naming them, and I'm forgetting them. There's so many people that <laughs> got behind me and got behind this project, this Canadian project. And it's so touching for all the Canadian wrestlers, the female and male, and myself to know that these guys, they, uh, they, they cared about me, you know, they, so yeah, I'm always, yeah. I'm, I've always been a sentimental kind of guy and you know, and, and for me, it means the world to me. Uh, that's very cool. Now, when you're talking about talent and obviously, like you said, you've recruited the best from all around the country. Uh, what do you look for uh, in the talent that you're bringing in for this? Well, we're looking for the, the, the things that the, some places they lost. And, you know, and, and I honestly think the best the wrestler that exists is the one that has a great ability in the ring, that has a great microphone, a good interview, a storyteller, but most importantly, charisma. And, you know, if you have charisma, you know, the difference, if people ask me, well, Jacques, what's the difference between charisma and, and no charisma? I say, okay, you have a TV show in front of you. And, and you're walking in a lobby of something or a sports bar or something, and you look at the screen and you take a look at it, and there's two things that happens: you stop and you listen, or you keep walking. And that's bottom line. And that's what charisma is. Charisma draws people. Charisma stops people in their spot, in their spot. And that, that's what I call charisma. And I have a lot of those talents. And listen, there's some talents in there. You got to go see those talents. It's amazing. And I'm not going to pick or choose one more in particular, but holy macro, you're going to see that they have a lot, a lot of, uh, of natural talent. And the amazing thing, like we're talking about, is uh, going three months to, to, to QT Marshall's Nightmare Factory with all that talent. Sure. Well, it's like I always say to somebody, you know, what the deal is, is uh, those people that are sending down there, they all have um, nice cars that are all nice, beautiful cars that, w- that were washed. But QT Marshall, he's going to put the wax on it. And he's going to put the wax on the car. And, and so okay. that's what it is. And you know what's amazing, Brady, about all this? It's the most fun. It's like from Australia, from England, everybody's going to be following this on wrestling-academy.ca. And the, the fun part is we're going to have three judges by the ring. And they're going to judge every match that goes by at 40%. But at 60%, from all around the world, you're going to be able to text in to you decide to say who you keep and who oh, you cool. Yeah, and it won't okay. be from the, and it won't be for the winner of the match either. Because we're going to flip that with a coin in the backstage. Who goes over and who doesn't. But I assured that the, the, the merchant value of every character that's going to be on my show is going to be good. In other words, we flip a coin, you're winning, you're losing. Well, the guy who's losing is going to take 60% of the match. So, so, so he shines a little bit more than the guy who's going to win. Because the guy's going to win, he's automatically going to draw some attention. So I'm going to make sure that everybody looks good in this competition. And what's fun also about this is even the losers are going to be winners because for the last eight months, they've already been on my website. And for the next six months, they'll be on the website. So everybody around the world is looking at my talent that, that is from Canada. So even if 
you know, this competition is over for this year because it's going to happen for the next six, seven years, I'm sure. But for this year, let's say it's, it finish, starts in May, let's say, and it finishes in July. Then all these promoters that follow this, so maybe you'll be sitting at home. Let's say my name is, uh, is Chad Daniels, and I'm sitting at home, and the phone rings, and he lives in the West Coast. So he gets a call from Halifax on the East Coast. says, hey, listen, I've been following you on the WrestlingAcademy.ca, Wrestling-Academy.ca, and I'd like to book you. And so, so they get bookings. A lot of the independent companies in Canada will get to know each other. A lot of the companies don't even know they exist, the independent companies. So what a great, great thing for wrestling in Canada. And, and it's so cool to see the outpouring of support from the wrestling community. Obviously, Jock, a lot of people love you and really care about, you know, what you're doing here. And I think it's a great way to kind of give back for all the years that wrestling has given you. Uh, just, just so much love there. Um, any plans, if this really takes off, to continue doing this in a regular kind of timely fashion? Well, I think already, you know, you have the answer to that. I mean, because of the uh, it's already so much bigger than I hoped for. I was hoping to do this mm -hmm. in Quebec at the beginning, and then I got some inscriptions from Ontario, next door province. And then I said, oh, well, why not? And then there was Manitoba, and then there's Saskatchewan, and then there was... So I, I just filled in. But the problem was, is the community of the world of wrestling is small. Like around the world, a lot of people know each other because they're in contact. The federations, like the, 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 the Comic-Cons and all kinds of stuff. So what happened is after I start recruiting, going over the, the, the province, going to Ontario, I started getting emails from Louisiana, from Texas. I got it once. I got one from, from Hawaii. And I'm going like, holy shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What I'm doing right now, Brady, is there's so many things to work on. But now we're at the process of getting sponsors, like all my talent from around Canada, I'm getting sponsors to pay for their plane tickets to come in and out for the whole competition. So, you know, so when the guys are calling me, and then I got some from Europe. I got a guy in Europe. One of the I said, what? So that's, I really put a stop to it. I said, we're going Canada this year. But next year, I really would like to have some hoods in there, some Mexican masks, and I'll make it North America, Mexico cool. and United States and Canada. And who knows where it goes from there, you know? So, so, so I think I'm on a good... Uh, I'm on a, actually, I'm on a train right now. I'm going 100 miles an hour, but I don't know which track I'm on. But, I'm, but, we're, but we're, just, we're just speeding. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier the pride that you take when you see, for example, a Kevin Owens step in the ring and knowing that you had a, a hand in making him what he is. Uh, how much pride do you really take in helping to guide these young careers? Is it, is it as big as when you were in the ring itself? Well, you know, to be honest with you, it's all a different stage and different era, a different time in your life. When I was young, I was okay. a, I was a, a rooster. You know, I wanted to. I was I was going. I was a lion. I was a tiger, and I had my my, my values in life were, were like aimed to be the best. And then after a while, it was like surviving mode. And now it's more like in a mode that, you know, when you grow older and you get more mature, which I needed to do anyway. So when you get more mature as you grow older. You realize the real things in life. The things that you have done in the past, you get to appreciate them more. Because when you're in the battlefield, you don't see how many men you killed or how many armies you did. You just fight, fight, fight till you die. And, and that's one comparison. So now that's what I was doing in this world of wrestling. I was fighting, fighting, trying to survive. Now that everything's calm, I'm independent financially. So now I'm sitting back and I'm looking at this and I'm going like, wow. If I was 17 years old, before I went to Stu Hart in Calgary, you know, to wrestle for Stu for my first territory, 
I, I wanted a break. I want and, and now I'm looking how important it was when Stu took me in. Like, you know, and I started, then I went to Mexico in 78, and then in 79 I went to Kansas City, and then it went on and on and on and on. But now I'm sitting back and I'm saying, wow, I did good for myself. You know, like, shit, I did really good. You know, I ended up in, in I started in 77, and in 81 I was on TBS, seen across the country for Ole Anderson and Tommy Rich and all those guys, and, and, and Wahoo McDaniels and uh, Thunderbolt Patterson and, and we were seen everywhere TBS was seen. And, and I didn't appreciate it then. I was just doing my job, doing my job. And, and then I did WrestleMania three, you know, 94,000 people. You know, I did that. And then I went to Wembley, did 70,000 people. I went to the CNN Toronto, did 70,000 people. But all that was work, 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 an arena, a gym, a hotel, and keep on going, you know. And, and now that I look back and I see that I'm giving them an opportunity in life that I wanted and I wished when I was young, but I appreciate it much more today, you know, being as an older person. So, so it means the world to me, you know, like to just to, to, to see this and to, you know, and I always say to my friends, you know, we always talk and, and I say, you know, life is funny because life is like the only thing that really counts in life is memories. Because day by day you walk, you work, you punch your card, you this, you that, and you don't see nothing. But what you do see is, oh, I remember that cruise ship I was on, you know, or man, I remember it. So it's all memories. So so now with all the memories I have on Coliseum videos and cassettes and everywhere and dolls, I got I got it all. I, I was lucky. And 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 even I only won the title, uh, the, the Intercontinental title for two days, <laughs> you know. I got to tell you, every doll that they have on the market today, they all have the the Intercontinental title around my right. waist. And and every picture I have, and I only had it for two days. I'm the shortest-lived yeah. Intercontinental champion. But it's still, <laughs> after 30 years, I go to Comic-Cons. I was one last week. I'm going one in two weeks. And they all come up with that, that, that icon picture of me with the belt. You know, as the Mountie, and with my, and so it's like, hey, you know, I, I appreciate it more now than I did when I was in the bout. Of course, <laughs> you, uh, you might still be the Intercontinental Champion if it wasn't for that shockproof vest. So, uh... well, yeah, yeah, very funny. But you know what? I'll tell you, <laughs> Piper had a bright idea, and, and the truth is, I guess, the truth I'm going to tell you that that was my idea. You know, I just want okay. you to know that I'm the one who asked Piper if he wanted, he wanted to put that vest on because I wanted to think of a finish because only two days later, me being beat, it was like I wanted to think of a finish that didn't take all my merchant value away from me. My, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. So, so I thought that was pretty smart, you know. But uh, but where was I going with that? Anyway, I'll pass the next question. Yeah. There's so much things about the Mountie. Jesus Christ, I wanted to say something uh, about it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'll tell you what, my dad – Still brings that up to this day. We were watching it, you know, together at the time, and it's one of his favorite memories for sure. Uh, you, you talk about being a lion and a tiger, and um, I got to tell you, like I'm looking at you right now at would you say you're 60 years old, uh, and I've dealt with your former partner PCO as well. I don't know what they put in the water up there, uh, but you guys look amazing. <laughs> I, I have to say, so uh, look, kudos I to think, you. I, I think Brady, it's, it's it's more like what you don't put in your mouth. And then, you That's, know, well, and, yeah. and, and, and it's like I'm 61 years old. I play tennis today. I go water, ski still. You know, I could do anything I want. The sports, I got the yeah. knees, I got, I got a neck, I got a, a back. I was very, very lucky. It's all my opponents that are hurting. But anyway, long story short is, is I'm very, very lucky. I had a healthy life. I never got into drugs. I never went into bars after the show to get drunk and end up in the morning. I never took quaaludes. I never took cocaine. I never took – so I've always was – this guy 
you know what? I got to tell you something that you're going to appreciate. I think. Brady. Okay. Okay. I start, I start telling this to people because I want them to understand, especially the boys. I want the boys to understand that because there never was a, 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 a bad bone in me. Like a, a, I never was a person who was mean. I never had a mean bone in me in my life. I, sometimes I was a loud mouth and sometimes, you know, I, I talk too much, you know, and, and sometimes. Nothing I, wrong with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so anyway, but all this to say that I realized over the years that, 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 that now take the scale out, you're going to laugh, but it's the truth. I, I admit it today. You know, a normal person is up here, and a, a, an autistic person is here, and, and I might be somewhere maybe here. <laughs> you know, so, so sometimes in life for me, Brady, things were were bigger than what they really were. Or they were, like, you know, uh, the feelings that I had inside of me were were taking me so intense. Everything was so intense. That, example, um, I was the kind of guy that when I was in the dressing room, you know, I, I I I I had a lot of heat with some guys because I spoke my mind. I spoke. I I I I didn't. My mom used to tell me when I was young. I never listened to her. Turn your tongue seven times before you talk. You know, <laughs> and, and, and I, I was too spontaneous. I was like, and and uh, and I remember sometimes that like I have this picture in my mind that comes a lot. It was one of the boys. I don't feel like mentioning him today, but he was in the dressing room and, and Pat Patterson and, and Raymond and Ricky Martel and Dino Bravo, myself, we all spoke French in the dressing room. And, and, he, and he just came out of nowhere and, and it was like, a, hey guys, why don't you stop speaking French? And you know, and, and, and they see, he said it once and then he went to complain to the office to Pat Patterson, who was the right-hand man of Vince. So Pat, he came to see me and he told me, you know, like, it's quietly, you know, like Sajak, he says, you might speak in English, you know, you'll have less heat. And I said, excuse my language. I say, fuck the heat. I'm fucking speaking French. It's my language. You know, <laughs> and then I hear the guys, and then I say, why don't, why don't you tell that to Tito Santana and Pedro Morales that are speaking Spanish? Or the guys that conquistador or speak Spanish? I didn't care because I didn't feel they were talking against me. I didn't have that problem. I never was jealous of anybody. I've always, and I respected the people that communicate more in their own language. It's just a native language. It's easier for them to speak. And it would be like the Times example where I'd be on the road. And, and as, as you know, in those days in the 80s and 90s, early 90s, there was a big, there still is, but there, at that time it was bad. There was a big gap in the Canadian value in money. Like, you know, if you made a dollar in the state, I'd come home at my, let's say, example, my uh, big, big match I remember. I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it. I made $10,000 against the moms, a men on a mission, uh, me and Carl. I made $10,000. But I came back home. I put it in the bank. I made $14,000 because it was 40% more. But the guys mm -hmm. who came to wrestle in Canada, if they made $1,000, they only made like $600 U.S. You know, so, so, so sometimes the guys would take up the booking sheet in the dressing room and they'd say, Oh, we're going to that Canada again. And I'd look, I wouldn't take me a second. It would hurt my feelings because that's my home. I'd say, hey, U.S. is the same shit too. You know, you have your problems, you know. But I shouldn't sure. have said that. I shouldn't have been so expressive. I should have shut my mouth on those little things. But that's where I picked up some heat in there. I, I, in there. But I was a guy that my heart spoke. Uh, there's no gray zone in me. It's either white or black. And, you know, there's no, yeah. there's no like, politician uh, words. There's no things that you say to make everybody happy. I'm not like that. I have my opinion, and I speak my opinion, and I've always done that. So they got me in trouble here and there, down the road. But honestly, there was never, like I said, a mean bone in me. And I never meant, I never hurt anybody. I never talked about it. I never ribbed anybody. So I was always doing my own thing. But, 
now that you know the scale where I'm at there, you know. Yeah, so yeah. Now, so I wish that uh, some of the boys that see this, they're going to look back and they're going to say, wow, Jacques has grown quite a bit, man. He knows he's stupid, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not like, a, so, 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 there was nothing. I, I love the boys. And so when I'm coming back to wrestling-academy.ca and I see all these guys that are doing these promos for me, for my concept and for the Canadian wrestlers, I'm so touched to know that they, they, that, that they like me. You know, that, that, that means a lot to me. Ah, uh, well, you're a good guy, Jacques. And I think, uh, yeah, when we're younger, we all say things sometimes that maybe you wish you could take back. But certainly you've made a lot of friends in the industry. And, uh, you can tell by the love and the outpouring of support, uh, for this, for this particular, uh, academy as well. Uh, what I'm gonna do, I'll make sure to include links with this in the show description so that people can check it out if they're so listening much. and hearing about this for the first time. Jacques, I appreciate the time. Uh, more than you know, it, it, like I said, as a fan for me, as a writer, uh, it, it just, you know, it's something that this is a bucket list item for me because I was always wow, a huge fan. Wow, thank you so much. And so really, so forget, thank you. And don't forget to tell people. That's the biggest thing for me is to go subscribe on wrestling-academy.ca and to vote, to follow this Canadian competition, and they can come and vote, you know, for who they want. It's going to be great, great to, to, to follow. And I'm much obliged for you taking the time and giving me the time to express this, this project. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to commercial break on the other side. We're going to open the phone lines up, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an LA champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Please go after, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno Sammartino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World Wide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.
914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com and your favorite podcast platforms. I'm Brady Hicks. He is the show. And, of course, we can welcome you guys as well. Like I said, 914-338-1885. going to be on the air for probably about another 15 to 20 minutes. So if you want to call, uh, please do. You know, we look forward to uh, to hearing from you here tonight. Uh, you know, it's strange, Stroke, because we got Malcolm the last couple weeks. Last week we had almost everybody hit us, you know, and it was like this week it's just uh, radio silence, as you will. But uh, it's okay. It's, yeah. uh, it's a good time, as always. Uh, Stroke, before we kind of jump back in, what do you got going on this week? Well, um, this Thursday night, WWE Retro, 19 Eastern Standard Time on VSNation.com, we'll be discussing the greatest moments in wrestling history. So if you have a um, great moment in wrestling history you'd like to share, please call in. That should be a good time. And then Friday night on my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Maestro. Friday night feature will be Diary of a Madman, starring Vincent Price. So please tune in. Very cool. Very cool indeed. I'm trying to think, like, greatest wrestling moments. Like, that can be almost anything. It can be a match. It can be a whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, match, yeah. moment. All the above. <laughs> Let me think about that. I'll try and get one before we go off the show tonight. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to the Mountie Jacques Rougeau. Uh, it was an amazing time, as always. And uh, it sounds like he's got this amazing program out of Canada. So if you go to the website, it's wrestling-academy.ca. Uh, you can learn all about this contest. The winner, of course, will get to train with QT Marshall in the Nightmare Factory, which is kind of loosely affiliated with AEW. So Hey, you never know. You know, it could be like boom, 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 and suddenly you're in AEW playing your trade, which would be really great. I wish they had these for podcasters, Stro. Although, uh, wow, would that be great? Yeah, <laughs> I suspect we'd fly under the radar anyway. What a great opportunity <laughs> for someone. To it is really cool. Them. And Jock uh, is such a great like judge of talent, you know, because not only was he talented and surrounded with it in the Montreal scene and his family and everything. Um, but he even, like, handpicked students. Like, he's the one that plucked Kevin Owens out of obscurity and taught him how to wrestle, you know? So if he's got that kind of an eye, hey, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One of the all-time best. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, it's funny. Like, my dad isn't a huge wrestling fan, but he still talks about the shockproof vest like it was yesterday. He, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Um, let's uh, let's go to the phone. We actually have Rat Boy on the line. This will be fun. You, you heard of the Mountie, right? Well, he would be the uh, the Minty. <laughs> What's going on, pal? Oh man, I tell you what, man. Put it this way, I we can't... should dress him up like the Mountie. Oh, it'd be great. Take him to a convention, dress him. Oh the yeah. Go ahead, Rat Boy. I Give think him a little shock stick. The red I think this is the first year the narration chamber was good. I thought it was good too. 
I thought, you know, I, the only uh, it was complaint great. I had, the only complaint I had is I, I felt it looked made, made Bobby Lashley look really weak. I would have taken him out of the match if he had a legitimate injury and put a sixth person in there. Give somebody else an opportunity. Yeah, that's what been. I Because, like, as it was, like, Tyson, not not Tyson, what's his name? Um, The, the selfie guy. You know, that guy. Uh, by the way, yeah, his yeah. selfies, his, he posted the selfies online. They were hilarious. He's got, like, the one with Brock, where Brock's like, glaring at him. He's got, like, the yeah. one with, like, Bobby Lashley, where Lashley's, like, all, like, angry. Like, Lashley's like this. Yeah, Austin Theory. And the third one, he's with Riddle. <laughs> and he's with Riddle, and Riddle's just, like, like giving him the thumbs-up <laughs> yeah. smile, and it was really funny. Uh, to me, to me, it made, it, 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 it made Lashley look so weak. Tyson, or whatever, Theory, Austin Theory goes through the glass, back first, gets up and wrestles the rest of the match and makes it to the end. But Bobby Lashley, yeah. who's inside, bangs his head and they carry him off. I I I would have put I would have put Kevin Owens in there or or somebody else. There, there had to have been somebody. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that's what I would have done, just personally. But whatever. It's okay. Yeah, oh, but, but there's one, there's one thing. Oh, man. There's one thing I like to see, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. Okay. Alexa Bliss was swinging in, 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 her, in her little chamber there, but there's one thing. She didn't change into Lily. There's no Lily. There's no more Lily. She tried to change into Lily. Yeah. A red shine now she's supposed to be changing into Lily. Maybe at WrestleMania. So I was I was really disappointed by that, Stro, uh, because for the last yeah. two months she's been going to therapy to learn how to not be like she was and then she came out like she was. Well, minus the magic. She didn't have the magic like she was. Well, I know. There. So okay, so if anything yeah. the therapist took stuff away from her. Right. So she had she had magical powers before. Now she's just now she's just a child without magical powers. I thought we were going to get yeah, the dinner, 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 you know, and the and the. Like, that's what I thought we were going to get all that stuff, and we didn't get any of it. That was, I, I, I was hoping so. And then we didn't even get her on Raw after all that. Yeah. Not even a mention. So I got a real bit. No, I know that. She's gonna get cut soon. I got a real bad feeling about it. No, no, no. Yeah, she's yeah, gonna get cut. She might just go to be fired. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. She might go to SmackDown. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I just she got might, a feeling. Yeah, she, when Maria got fired from WWE the first time, Stro. We actually had yeah. a funeral on this show because she was my favorite at the time. Um, oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't imagine what I'm going to do the day when Alexa Bliss gets let go because of budgets. And I know uh, it's coming because they're obviously not investing in her. Um, uh, that's such a shame. It is. It is. It is. Because she is like a generational type talent, like once in a generation. Uh, <laughs> and, and a good actor, too. Yeah. Oh, tremendous. Tremendous. Uh, it's it's a shit. It is. Uh, now I did hear a report that they wanted to do a double pin with her and Bianca, 
and have Bianca get her shoulder up at the last minute just so that Alexa could kind of keep the shine. But they didn't do it, and they didn't put her on Raw. And she's still a child just without magic now. You know, you know what would be a great alliance for Alexa right now? You know what would be a great alliance for Alexa right now? And I, I, I saw a little bit of it in the chamber. <laughs> Can you imagine her and Rhea, Rhea Ripley coming together? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be really good. Yeah, maybe they go for oh, the yeah, title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you get Nikki Cross jealous about it. I like it. Right. Yeah. Oh, they got Molly Holly. She might come back. Molly Holly might yeah, come back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, they're super hero. Maybe. I will say this. Um, like most WWE shows the last 10 years, yes. the, highlight, the highlights were in the people coming back. You know, the highlight was Lita. Like, she was, like, probably – the most over person in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, she came oh, out. She was. That reaction was insane. Mm-hmm. For a one-off match. Same thing with Goldberg. Like, he didn't have the best showing against Roman, but the crowd mm-hmm. loved him. Oh, you yeah. Know? I have no and doubt they like Lita, too. More. They did like Lita, too. That's a I- good point, Ratboy. Yeah, they, they, you should have seen her, you know, she, she walked out of the ring all the time, she had to come back and give her a standing ovation one more time. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw that mm-hmm. part when she left the ring, she said, no, she can't do it this way. She had to get back in the ring, get on that top rope, and, and thank you, everybody. Yeah. I would have rather seen WrestleMania, but whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but one thing, though, The Undertaker 2022, who... Is China going to be in there too this year? We're going to find out. Weeks to come. Mm-hmm. I want to see China go, go in this year with the Undertaker. I like, she deserves I, I like China. I, I would put China in, but you see Bully Ray, I don't know if she you saw what he said. Uh, Bully Ray said that the Undertaker should be the only inductee this year. That's how important he is. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I like uh, the Undertaker. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, there's always a butt with me, isn't there? <laughs> I like the Undertaker, but I like okay, the Undertaker uh, and he retired in 2012, 10 years ago. Right. That's when I would, I mean, by the time, like when he lost the streak to Brock Lesnar, I don't think he should have still been going in that capacity at that point. Like, it was like, it got to the point where it was silly to have The Undertaker beating people. And I think yeah. that's a shame. Uh, I say that I wonder no about disrespect. Go ahead. There's one thing I'd like to see, okay? Okay. One more match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. After the whole thing. That could happen. Well, Think about it. I mean, we're, we're, the last we're ride, them, right there at WrestleMania. We're watching them wrestle. That's the whole thing. You know, you know who's going to do this, right? I mean, you want me to tell you who's going to be interfering with the Undertaker? Watching Theory. I need a picture of him. 
Maybe what they'll do, could do, this would be fun. So, like, you know how the Hall of Famers come out on the ramp and they announce them and everything, right? So they have The Undertaker there, and you have Austin Theory come out and, like, trying to get a selfie with him, and Undertaker could chokeslam him off of the uh, stage. I could see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Austin Theory's going to do something. Yeah, just think about it. I don't think he's going to, though. But but today, okay, I'm talking about today. We've only got an hour left. I just want you guys to enjoy your, your quack, quack, say, you know, the last hour of it, the quack, quack hour. I don't know what you're talking about, but we got a, just a couple minutes, so. Okay, okay, okay. I-22 is the bingo ball, right? Today's the 22nd, right? We call the 22 the mm-hmm. quack, quack ball. And it's the quack. Why? The year of the Why? quack. Why? Huh? 22. 2-2. What is it? Quack, quack. Think about it. I, I don't understand. 2-2. 2-2, quack, quack. Do you understand the show? I don't know what he's talking about. All right. All right. I-22. Why, why isn't it Hong Kong? Uh, why not Hong Kong? No, Hong Kong don't go, don't go together. No, Hong Kong. Kong. Same thing. Like in Ottawa. Hong Kong. Right. Like that. Yeah, like 2-2. Two, two. Who's there? Where it is? 20, I-22. What about Somebody with a duck always go quack, quack. They're like the double nickel. Double nickel is two fives together, right? Double nickel is, is two fives together. That's a double nickel. Okay? If you okay. put two, two together, that's, that's a quack, quack. Are, are you doing a Scott Steiner math again, Red Boy? It doesn't make any sense. And the 11 ball is two chicken legs. Are you on drugs? No. I'm just okay saying you are. I, I, actually, okay actually I'm not going to ask you, but I want to help you. No, I'm a quack. I'm a quack today. Quack, quack. Like, like, like those, right. You got those quacky do- doctors and all? Well, I'm a quack today. Because today is uh is two twenty two twenty twenty two. I'm a quack today. Boy. It's all two. Bad boy. Have you ever heard? Of, have you ever heard of the Valley of the Green Glass Door? Do you know that one? No. Okay, so there's um oh, I, I, there's 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 cores, but there's no Bud Light. Oh, I don't drink anyway. There's a door, but way. there's no window. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a there's goodbye, a door, but there's not a talk to you later. Love you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that, that that was a good one. Valley of the Queen. Oh yeah, was it? Yeah, get it. The, the double vowels. Green glass door, alley. Green, green glass door. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go to. Um, I love you, rap boy. I'm just playing, but I, I didn't understand what you were saying there. Uh, let's go to. Uh, oh God. You might be live from NASCAR right now. What's going on, Dustin? How you doing? Doing good, man. This man, this entire week's been awesome. Oh yeah. I've had a blast. Better than week. WrestleMania. I'm not going to WrestleMania. 
Why not? I'm not going to watch Roller Reigns win both titles. Nope, I'm good. I'm not wasting my money. No, but you're going to watch a bunch of drivers drive around in a circle for five hours? It's going to be a Texas. It, 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 it was worth it, trust me. Okay. It was the best Daytona 500 I've watched in years. Now, um... There was a lot... There was a lot of wrecks, too. If a driver gets... Are wrecks good? I thought wrecks were bad. Well, if it, well, if a race still had no wrecks, it's boring. But the wrecks were, were made, it, made, it, made it the best they talk off on a He's like Vince Russo. He's a, he's a fan of Crash TV. <laughs> so, I'm good. Did, you, I'm um, not... did, did a driver, like, if a driver got hurt, would you ever drive their car for them? No. But uh, no one, no one, the, the new cars are a lot safer now, so no one's going to get hurt. Somebody should drive a monster truck for NASCAR, and then just like all you got to do is just run people over. Mm. No, you can't do that. That's illegal. Maybe, maybe give Medusa a call. <laughs> well, it's legal. Yeah, well, seriously, it's legal to push yeah. people into the wall, but it's not legal to run yeah. them over. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not done. I'm actually going to the first five races of the year, so. Okay, so what's the next one? Is that the Indianapolis 5000? No, it's at, uh, no, the next one's in California at Auto Club Speedway, and then the one after that is in Phoenix, uh, no, in Las Vegas, and then, then Phoenix. When are you going to be in Las Vegas? Uh, the ne that's the next race after, after next weekend. Is that, okay, because I'm going to be there in April. I was going to say we could get a drink if we were there at the same time. Oh, probably, probably, probably won't be because that race weekend's in March. Ooh, ooh, you know what though? I'm gonna be in Orlando in March. Maybe we could get a drink then. Yeah. Uh, remember, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be gone the first five races, so I won't be back till the first part of April. <laughs> okay. Was where I go to the first. I, I go I to could, the first five. Do you think I could stay at your place, save some money? Uh. I don't know if our roommates are going to like that very much. Oh, I didn't think you had roommates. Okay, I got you. I did. We split the rent, mm. so. Okay. I thought you owned that. Yeah, but but the thing is, you know, like I, I it's every year. From Brady. Texas to uh, Orlando. No, actually, I got another house in Orlando, like a brand new house, okay, like, I got uh, about a year or two ago. Okay. Like tycoon. I got it's it. It's a nice it's house. It's really nice. Real it got a swimming, it, it's got a swimming pool. It's a real nice house. That real estate, man. Okay. So, well, uh, you, you know, Bernie, it's just a swimming pool. That's nice. Well, you know, like uh, every year I go to every year I go to the first five races NASCAR every year. I never miss. So I've uh, gone every year. I know. I've done that. I've done I that know. every year for ten years. So why don't they bring back legends in NASCAR to come back and beat everybody? And uh, once you retire, you retire. That's just how it goes. You know what they should do? They should bring in, like, Logan Paul, who could probably hit the gas faster than, like, a professional yeah. race car driver. I cannot stand Logan Paul. I just think he'd be really good in NASCAR. I want him far away from wrestling. Mm -mm. No, he'll get some everything field. these days. Yeah. A lot of people don't like Logan I just Paul. Feel like you know what's well, going to happen, like Brady? That's why I want to put them on the same show. So I uh, one last thing to watch. Uh, 
uh, here saying, uh, I heard something uh, that there's a slight chance Cody Rhodes may show up in WWE. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. Well, uh, that would be something to see, you know, like because uh, Edge Edge on Raw last night was like, well, he put a challenge out there. It's the only to step up, and I wouldn't be surprised that it's Cody Rhodes if I say Edge. I think it's going to be AJ Styles. Yes, yeah, speaking of AJ Styles, I heard something. He got a, a, his contract renewed today. Yep, yep, yep. He signed now until wow. sixty, I guess. So. Yeah. Man, uh, and, you know, uh, that would be a good match. Styles and Edge, man, that would be a good match, I think. I Yeah, be real good. Uh, I won't be surprised be to see, see, if, see, if, see Ronda win at Mania. I expect that she will. Man, that's going to be I interesting. I win the title. The one that I can't awesome. figure out is who's going to win between Becky and Bianca. Because Bianca's um, uh, win. But I always think stars win at WrestleMania, and Becky's the bigger star right now. She, what's going to happen with this? Uh, is she going to use the bottom rope? I do to think Becky. Really? I, I think Bianca's going to win. I just. I don't think so. It just I think kind of gonna, undoes everything that they just did. Well, I don't think so. I think uh, Becky Lynch will be champion yeah. a, few, uh, a couple more weeks after Mania and then lose the belt to Bianca. Well, there are a lot of people who think that Becky's going to keep the belt all the way until next year when she fights Ronda. I just Man, don't I think hope. they're going to do Bianca like that. Uh, I won't be surprised if we get uh, Bailey back before Ma- or after Mania, the number after Mania. Cause Bailey back, gonna yeah. Be... She, she's going to fight Rhea. Do you hear that, Stro? Oh, uh, Bailey? Bailey. Wow. Dustin, can I get you to go, I want my Bailey back, Bailey back, Bailey back. Mm-mm. No. Uh, I want my Bailey back, Bailey back, Bailey back. Well, Brady, here's Bailey. the thing. They have done... Championship runs. Uh, 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 Brady, here's the thing. Yeah. They've actually, they've actually done Ray Ripley wrong. Uh, really, honestly, it, it, since her losing the Rollins title, everything's kind of, kind of, kind of had fallen downhill for her. I don't know, Bailey, back, Bailey, back, Bailey, back. Right, right. Don't yeah. you think, like, really, they did that the, the way Rhea Ripley's being booked, like having matches with Nikki Ash, which is just a waste of her time. Uh, I think she had to end that feud, and she won it, and now it's over. It sucks, really, honestly, you know, like, you know, and then they were tag team champions for several months and had no one really to defend the titles against, and, and it's just, just horrible. I mean, honestly, I think she would benefit from going back to NXT. You have her in a few uh, with Raquel Gonzalez or, or one of the big women down there, you know? That's probably what uh, I would do with her, just because I think there's too much talent. Uh, someone needs to be Mandy for the title. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting tired of saying it. Would you say it's toxic down there? Uh, I just, I just think it's annoying, you know. Someone, someone, I think someone WrestleMania weekend is going to beat Mandy for the title. Maybe one of her partners will, like the redhead. Uh, uh, I'm checking. Yeah, Gigi Dolan. Gigi Dolan. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I yeah, she's well, she's formerly known as for she's formerly for Zona. She, she, well, she's probably from she's formerly known as for Sally Kelly. Back, Bailey, back. 
Billy. We got to get out of here, man, but it, it's been a pleasure as always, brother. Well, uh, I'll be back next week. Sounds good. I'll talk to you then. Yeah, right. It's, it's yeah. a date. See you, brother. <laughs> All right. What a what a random night, Stro. <laughs> what a random night this was, uh. It sure was. A night of highs and lows. <laughs> like the stock market. <laughs> like the stock market on any given day. Uh, um, so the greatest wrestling moment. I promised I would deliver one before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think the visual... And and just because of the special time in my life and everything, because I was 12 years old and I kind of discovered wrestling not that long before, uh, the visual of Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior after WrestleMania six with the torch passed, when Warrior's got the belt and they hug each other, and then Hulk walks away, and it just felt like the end of an era, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and in a lot of ways, it was. I mean, I know Hogan went on to win the belt again, but it was never mm-hmm. the same after that, you know. Things just changed. Right. That's a moment for And, and he, he, God, he did so much to help elevate the Warriors. Uh, more than he had really done for anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was uh, definitely a very special thing. So that's my special moment. And I think... Uh, yeah, I think it's about time probably to get out of here. What do you got going on, sir? Oh, well, WCW Retro, Thursday night, 19 Eastern Standard Time. On BSNation.com, we're discussing greatest wrestling moments. So if you have a great moment you'd like to share in wrestling history, please call in. should be a lot of fun. Uh, Friday night, the Throw Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time. At uh, Facebook.com slash Phil the Maestro. And Friday night's feature will be Diary of a Madman. It's the price. Please see next. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody for tuning in this week to In the Room, the OC Nation Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great shows that are available at your disposal, uh, not just on DOCNation.com, but on all the podcast providers as well. You look for us, we'll be there for you. As they used to say on Baywatch, you know, we'll be there. We'll be there. I've been watching a lot of Tommy and Pam stuff, uh, documentaries and stuff uh, recently. Ah. So, uh, very special time in my college life. So. Um, <laughs> even though, even though I'd never seen the video, believe it or not. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank you to the best cast and crew I could ever ask for. Uh, you guys are all amazing. You help make the show so much fun. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to the Canadian Mountie, Jacques Rougeau. For, uh, for helping us out tonight with that great interview. And be sure to check out wrestling-academy.ca. Wrestling-academy.ca is the link to check out the competition. Uh, for my own bookings, of course, ECWA returns on March 26th. The Jersey Dugout, 712 Genesee Drive, Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ecwawrestling.com. This year's Super 8 tournament, Encore Moore, Eric Corvus, Eel O'Neill, 
Fancy Ryan Clancy, Travis Huckabee, Darius Carter, the legend Ricky Morton, and for the first time ever in the men's field, a woman, Erica Lee, going to be joining the Super 8. Tickets and information, once again, ecwarestling.com. I'm going to be seeing about getting some of the stars of the Super 8 tournament this year on the program in the next couple weeks. Hopefully we'll be able to work some stuff out. Um, oh, and check out ECWA Saturday Morning Slam on YouTube each and every week. Just search ECWA Saturday Morning Slam. Uh, that's going to do it. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. And I love you all very much. Talk to you. Bye-bye.